Welcome to Jeremiah's Fifth Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. All right, well, hey, you guys glad to be here today? I'm excited about the inter- We're talking about interceding for God's best. Sounds like Michael's already got it kicked off there, and Pastor Prince has kicked it off. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And it sounds like we're just going to have a good time. I the right people to be here today, so I believe you're not here by accident. I don't think you tuned in just for no reason. No, God's got the people here he wants here for this particular service for a reason. You know, and so I believe you didn't just happen to tune in by accident. He's got something special catered for you today. Do you believe that? I believe it. I come expecting from the Holy Spirit today. (laughs) Amen. I'd love to hear your voices out there. 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter. We're going to go there in the 18th verse. If you got your Bible, got your tablet, got your phone. Got to, got something there to look at the Bible at. I'm just going to look at a few verses today, and we're just going <clears> to <throat> let the Holy Spirit have his way, what the Lord put on my heart today. And you might hear me say some things you might have heard me say before, but I'm being, I feel like the Lord's leading me to say certain things, so I'm going to say those things as he leads me, okay? The first Corinthians, the 14th chapter, and the 18th verse, he says, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than ye all. Why, why, do, why do you think Paul said that? He, he, he cared about praying in tongues, obviously, didn't he? He thought it was important that he prayed in tongues. He says, why did Paul wish, why did he wish to pray in tongues more than everybody? You know, I don't know about you, but we find out it's more valuable every day. And we find out that there's so many things God's wanting to pray through us every day. You know, he's wanting to get things to happen in this earth. He's got plans and purposes and stuff he's wanting to get across in the earth. We've been talking about intercession on my Sunday messages, you know, and Jesus is literally praying through you to intercede his plans and his purposes and even help people that don't know how to pray in the spirit that are Christians. You know, you're praying and Lord uses you. You know, if you feel like he's leading you to pray, you might be praying for protection for someone else or helping someone else. But where he's praying that plan out through you that he needs to pray out. You know, he has special good things he wants to get into the earth and good things he wants to happen. And so it's important that you yield to the Holy Spirit when he's leading you to pray, you know. I I don't know about you, but I like to pray until I got peace on the inside, you know. I like to pray in tongues until I feel like I'm done. And that peace kind of tells me, hey, I'm done, you know. I don't, it's kind of like, you know, when you you get finished, you just, you just know within yourself that the Holy Spirit's finished. And that's a good time to ask him for an interpretation of what, what you just prayed, you know. Sometimes he'll give it to you. Sometimes it might be a little bit later. But it's important that we're asking for that interpretation by the Holy Spirit on the inside of what he's trying to say, you know. But Paul thought it was important. He told him, he said he wishes that he prayed in tongues more than everybody. And he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. I think it might be pretty important to pray in tongues. Do you all believe that? (laughs) I think it's important that we pray in tongues. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. We're going to look at this, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And this is 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. And we're going to start the first verse here, but we're going to see that God wants to do some wonderful things through you. You know, you think about, you know, this uh, meeting, we, we titled it Interceding for God's Best, and he's wanting his best to happen in your life. I don't know who I'm talking today to, but he's wanting to make some things happen in your life. He wants the best to happen for you, not just a a past, you know, not good things. No, every good and perfect gift comes from above. 
So he wants his best plan to happen for you. He doesn't want you just to have a mediocre plan. He wants his best plan to happen for you and your life. You know, not just a passive plan. Some people live on a passive plan, but he has the perfect plan for you and your life. I can't say that enough. He has a perfect plan for you, and he cares that you're on that perfect road, you know. I was, remember one time I was driving on the highway, you know, and I was going on my car, you know, and I, I hit this road, and it took me way off the path that, that I was on, you know, and I couldn't find an exit to get back, you know. It was what we call a toll road here in America, and it just kind of keeps going and going and going, and I had to find an exit. But, that, you know, you got to get back onto that path. You know, if you're getting too far off, you know, get back on that path. A good shepherd likes to keep you on that path, you know. He'll grab his stick and he'll pull you back in, you know. But he wants to keep you on a certain path. He knows that path that has all the good stuff involved in it, you know. I mean, everything involved with it, your destiny and your purpose, you know. If I hadn't moved here where I am right now, think about this, you know. My, my, my son wouldn't have married who he married, it, you know, your path is so important to where you need to be for the Holy Spirit to get the things to happen, which you need to happen in your life, praise the Lord. Second Corinthians, the second chapter says, And brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech, declaring to you the testimony of God. And I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech when my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the power of God. I was talking to Michael just the other day, and we were talking about how the power of God's so important. You know, you can make everything look perfect. You can have all the great screens behind you and have the perfect-looking service, but if there's no power, then you've come for no reason. <laughs> Amen. We've come for the power today. We want the power to move. I like listening to Michael. The power of God's hitting Michael there and listening to Pastor Prince and the power of God's hitting him right there where he's at. We come to see the Holy Spirit move right where we're at, praise the Lord. And it's important that the power be there. If there's no power, we shouldn't be here. That burden removing, that yoke destroying power, praise the Lord. You didn't come for no reason. His power, you know, Moses tasted his power and he he wanted to see God, you know, and God showed him his hind parts. He, He wanted that power. He wanted that presence. And if you've tasted his presence, you don't want anything else. There's nothing else that will satisfy you, you know, if you taste his presence, praise the Lord. I can't imagine being Adam and being in the Garden of Eden and how he tasted his presence and then he was outside of his presence. Oh, that must have been a terrible feeling to be outside of the presence of God, you know. But God wants you in his presence. That's where the fullness of joy is and his his happiness and all. Your life should live within that presence, praise the Lord. But notice what he says here. But in his demonstration of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How about we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of the world, not the princesses of the world that came to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Now, we've talked about this before here, about mysteries. And God has some mysteries he wants to unveil to you. You know, a lot of people never get into his mysteries. They never understand the hidden things of God. They never get into the real things that God wants to happen in their lives, you know, because they're not willing to submit to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit pray those things through him. You know, interceding for God's best in your life is so important. 
Uh, you can't settle for just any old thing. You need what God has for you. You know, God has things in his mind that will blow your mind. You know, he thinks so much different than you think, and he thinks so many good things that he wants to happen in your life. If he told them all to you, it would blow your mind. <laughs> Amen. And so it's important that we're getting into his wisdom and getting his plan because all those good things are in that pathway that he has for you. And all his protection is in that pathway for you. All those good things going along that pathway, he knows what you need when you need, you know, if you're going to need certain things. He knows if you're going to need a wife, if you're going to need a husband, or if you're going to have kids. You know, he has the provision there and all the things that you need in that pathway. You know, in ministry, he has all those things along that pathway, you know, that he has for you. But it's important that we're on that pathway that he has for you. My wife likes to always say pathways, you know. And that's the truth. There are pathways that we can take. We're, we have a choice to submit to the pathways of God every day. He has pathways for you and for his best for you every day of your life. Pathways. Before you leave, if you don't think of anything else I said in this message, think about pathways. He has a, a good pathway that he has for you. And the devil doesn't see that pathway. We're going to see that right here in the seventh verse. He says, but we, we, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princesses of this world knew for had they known it, they would have crucified the Lord of glory. His purpose was hidden from the enemy and your purpose is hidden from the enemy. You know, but if you can tap into the spirit and get the things you need, you can follow that plan. And it makes it much harder for him to stop your purpose and what he had, what God has in store for you. You know, he, he couldn't stop Jesus. Things were hidden from him and things are hidden from him from you. Praise the Lord. Ninth verse says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Do you love him? Does anybody love God out there today? Well, you know, God, amen. When you love him, he has a lot in store for you if you love him. You know, you don't hear a lot of ministers talk about some of this stuff here, you know, and, but it's the truth. If you love him, he's got some good stuff in store for you. He has some great things that he has in mind for you. I tell this story all the time, you know, about how I was going down the highway, you know, and I was driving and I'd just gotten married and I was in the car and I was like, I was wanting to do something for my wife and I was going down the highway and I was like, man, what can I do to bless her? What can I do for her, you know? And the Lord spoke to me and he said, that's how I'm thinking of you. And you know, God's thinking about you and he doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He's thinking about all the good things he can make happen in your life. You know, if you're his child, he wants some good stuff to happen for you. He wants some good things. He has good plans, you know, and he's even prepares ahead of time good things in store for you. Let's read the rest of this. The 10th verse is, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit and searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. You know, and people don't ever tap into the deep things of God if they're not careful. But he's got some deep things that he wants you to tap into. He's got some good things that he wants to tap into for you. Deep things, you know. He wants Pastor Prince to tap into some deep things. He wants Michael to tap into some deep things. He wants all you listening to tap into some deep things because he's got some big plans. He doesn't think small. 
You know, I like Oral Roberts' desk. He used to have on his plaque on his desk that said, no small plans here. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, God has no small plans. He's got big things that he wants to happen for you. He doesn't think small with you. He wants to use you to your full potential. He wants to use you in every way that he possibly can to do the things that he can do in your life because he loves you. Amen. You know, and that includes the blessings, all the good things he wants to do in your life. And you're going to enjoy that path because he knows what you like better than what you know what you like because <laughs> he created you. And he wants good things to happen for you. Amen. And they're hidden in God. Notice the 11th verse, he says, For what man knoweth, the things of a man, save the spirit of a man who is in him, even the things of God knoweth no man. The 12th verse says, Now we receive not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. You know, and he, he has things he wants to show you through the Holy Spirit that are good, good things. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. He's got good things. He doesn't have bad plans for you. Some people don't want to become ministers, you know, just in the reason that's why I say that a lot of times, because some think they think it's going to be a rough road going down the road, but you know, there's no joy. Like there's a joy of living for God. There's no joy. You can have the biggest house in the world, or you can have, you know, all these things of the world, but there's no joy like being on that path that God has for your life, you know. I remember my father who passed away last year, and he had finally gotten a joy. He got to do a, a work for the Lord, and he was getting paid for it, and he had this job that he, he just loved it. He went and he, he took, like, uh, different things for ministers and products for ministers, and he, he told me, I'll never forget, he said that was the best job I ever had. Well, you know, you think about when you're right in the will of God, what he has for you, it's the best life you can ever have. He, was getting, he wasn't getting paid like he was before. He didn't have all the stuff that he had before. But there's a thrill about getting up and knowing I'm where God's supposed to be, where God wants me to be. There's a joy about being where God wants you to be, right? If you're questioning that today, you know, we're going to pray here in just a little bit. And we want you on that path that he has for you. And you're going to see there's no other better place. I mean, you, people can throw things at you and offer you certain things, but you want to be on that path. That's the path that you want to have for your life. Praise the Lord. Psalms 37, 23 says it like this. He says, well, let's go ahead. And, let's, I don't want to skip ahead. I have a lot here, and I, I don't want to take too much time. You guys have been waiting a while. I'm sorry. But First uh, John, let's look here. John, the 14th chapter, he says, In my house are many mansions. If, if it were not so, would not have told you, I go prepare a place for you. And you think about that, you know, he, he prepares things. He's prepared some, a house for you. He, he, he does things in the future. He prepares for you in the future. Whatever you're going through and whatever you're handling right now, think about it. He's already prepared things for you, but you just got to tap into him. And he's going to lead you to those things he's prepared for you. You remember uh, Abraham going up the mountain and there was a ram upside the mountain, you know? How did that, that ram get there? You know, that morning that ram was probably like, huh, I think I'll go this way. I think I'll go that way. I think I'll climb up this mountain. And he was right there when Abraham got there. Think about that. He prepares ahead of time, you know? And there's people that are getting where they don't want to be and places they don't want to go because they're not on that path that God has for them. He prepares things for you ahead of time when you're on the right path, right? He's a God of preparation. He doesn't misplan. 
he plans ahead of time. That's the way he does. Like I said, he's planning you. He's working on your mansion. He's working ahead of time for you. That's how God works. John, the 14th chapter, the third verse. And uh, we're going to look at another version here. He says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there, you may be also. He's already got your house prepared because he prepares ahead of time. Psalms 20, 37, 23 says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his ways. He has a path. He has a path that he wants you to be on. And it's important that you're listening to him and being guided by him on that path. Psalm 1611 says, thou wilt show me the path. Notice he says path. He has a path that he has for you. See, you're saying path a whole lot. Well, because the Lord's wanting me to emphasize path. He's got a special path for you. And then he, you say, well, he might have one to you, for you, Jeremiah, but not for me. No, he wants you on that path. He's got a special path for you. And he wants you to minister to the world wherever you're at, right there where you're at. And he wants you to be on that path that he has for you. Psalm 1611 says, Thou will show me the path of life in thy presence, like uh, Brother Michael was saying, is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there is pleasures forevermore. Notice that in that pathway, in that path there's fullness of joy. At his right hand there's pleasures forevermore. When you're walking with him, in that path, right? And he, he has those things prearranged. He has them set up for us. You say, well, how do you know that, Jeremiah? Well, I'm reading you scripture. He has paths that he has for us. You don't have to get up every day and just settle for a certain life. You can live the good life that God has for us. Now, you say, well, Jeremiah, what's a good life to you? Hey, being where God wants me to be. That's a good life to me. I don't care where it's at. It's a good life for me, being where he wants me to be. That's a big ministry or a small ministry, you know. If it's ministering to a few people or ministering to a whole bunch of people, it's wherever he wants me to be. That's a good life to me. Amen. So Ephesians, the second chapter, the 10th verse, it says it like this, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship. I'm reading the Amplified Version. Recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Paths that he made ready for us. You know, he didn't want Abraham just going down any path. He didn't want people that throughout the Bible, he didn't want them going just down any path. You remember Paul? He would go into a certain city, and all of a sudden he was he was told to go another direction, so he would go in another direction, you know, because he, God had a certain direction that he wanted him to go. He had certain paths, just like we're here right now. And you're here right now, you know. He's got a certain direction he wants you to go. He's speaking to you right now where you're at today. You didn't come here. You, you're on that path for no reason. He's, he's got some things he's trying to minister to you. You know, whatever he's talking to you about right now, whatever it is, could be something totally different. You want to make sure, write it down, honor what he's saying to you, praise the Lord, and make sure that you're staying with the direction he wants to go. And these paths aren't just life decisions. It could be a business decision. It could be, you know, it could be a direction for your ministry. It could be a direction for certain things in your life he's leading you about. But these paths are so important to what he's called you to do. Amen. You know, the blessings are on the path. The protection of God's on that path. You know, somebody's wife is on that path. Somebody's husband's on that path. You want to be on that path. <laughs> Amen. You know, and it's important that you're on that path that he has for you. You know, 
You say, well, why, why do you say that, Jeremiah? Well, that's how I met my wife. <laughs> I was on that path. I remember pulling up to this, this coffee house, you know, walking and pulling up my car, you know, and the Lord spoke to me, said, you bless him and I'll bless you. So I, I was playing in a Christian band at that time and I was playing every, every, I believe it's Friday and Saturday night. And I was playing every Friday and Saturday night and I met my wife. I got there and she was on a stool and I ended up meeting her there. Some friends had brought her, but I was on that path, right? And that's where you get the blessings of God, you know, and other things have come along that path because I'm on that path that he has for me. We have decisions to make every day and we have to listen to the Holy Spirit, but he's setting great things in store for you on that path. You say, well, I don't see it right now. It's okay because it's on the path. Something's happening when you're walking with him, you know, something when you got the bike rollings happening when he, when you're walking with him, he'll lead you and guide you. But, you know, you have to be going and you have to be on that path. First Kings, the 17th chapter, the first verse, he says, Elijah, the Tishmite of the, uh, uh, the uh, temporary residence of Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew or rain these years, but according to my word. And then the word of the Lord came to him saying, go from here, turn east and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, east of the Jordan. Notice he tells him, he says, I want you to go over here, and this is where I'm going to take care of you, Elijah. I'm going to make sure you have something to drink, and I'm going to make sure you have food. Let's look what it says here in the third verse. He says, go from here and turn east and hide yourself from the brook Cherith, east of the Jordan, and you shall drink brook, drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Why? Because he, he, he makes preparations ahead of time, doesn't he? He makes sure that you have what you need along the path. Isn't that good to think about? You know, I remember, and I've told this story before, but I feel like the Holy Spirit's want me to tell it again. I remember when I was going to Ramah, I, I spent some time interceding. I took about three hours of interceding. That doesn't mean every time he takes three hours. It's just for me, it took three hours to intercede. Then I was praying, and I ended up getting an interpretation, and I have a whole book of stuff back there he gave me in that specific time back at that time. But it's interesting. He told me to leave this city and go to another city. Well, you know, I grew up here in Oklahoma City, and I wasn't really used to going to a whole bunch of different places. So I was like, okay, I was pretty young at the time, and I ended up moving to that city. But, you know, I did what he told me to do. And, you know, I saw amazing things happen, you know, and I still see amazing things happen. But, you know, I saw amazing things happen for the first time. I'll never forget. And it rings so true when I tell the story, I believe, for so many people when you get the, when I got to that city, it's interesting. All of a sudden, the job was there. It was a ministry job, you know, and it became a, it just kept getting better and better and better. The money for the school was there, you know, and I was able to go and I just had a great time. I ended up helping other people because I went. It's amazing how when you're in the pathway, how it helps other people, helps their lives be better, you know, just because you're on the right path, you're where you're supposed to be, <laughs> you know. And I'll never forget, I got there, you know, and I, I, I was getting the things. My wife, I met her along that path. She, we got married along that journey, you know, and, and, you know, we ended up having our first home, our first apartment, you know, as we moved up there and got to minister with, and got to be there with Brother Hagen and great ministers now. But, you know, you think about, you know, if I hadn't have left where I was, I hadn't have followed that journey, I wouldn't have experienced any of those great things that God has for you. You know, it's going to take faith to be on that path. Sometimes you got to step out and do something, you, you know, even when, you know, you're, you say, well, naturally you may say, well, I don't know about all this, you know, some things had to work out. 
but he makes preparations ahead of time. He's already done this a long time ago, and he sees what you need before you ever get there. He's a God who knows how to make things happen, and he plans ahead of time for you the things that need to be done, and you have to trust him. So if he hadn't been there, he wouldn't experience his food. He wouldn't experience the water that he needed. Think about that. He may have starved. He may have not had what he needed to drink. Man, we don't want to be on that pathway, do we? We want to be on the pathway that we experience God's best in every area of our lives, you know? When you're experiencing God's best, you can bless others. Abraham had 300 servants. Think about all those people he was able to bless because he was on that right pathway. Think about that today. Able to help three, he had 300 men. Didn't start out with 300 men. He became rich in cattle and gold. I'm not saying the goal is to be rich, but he affected many, many people because he was on the right pathway. Something to be said about God's pathways, amen? And this person would have starved and wouldn't have had the stuff they needed probably because he told them to go specifically to this certain place and I'm going to take care of you right there at Cherith. Powerful to think about. So the fourth verse says, you shall drink of the brook and I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he did according to the word of the Lord. He went and dwelt by the brook Cherith at the East Jordan, and the ravens brought him food and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Wow. It's amazing. You know, on his path, he'll make sure you have your food. He'll make sure that your family's taken care of. He'll make sure that you have good gifts. He's a God that loves to bless you, make sure you have good things in your life. I'm amazed how... I'll even just think of something, and it's amazing how it comes into my path. I, I literally, when they, they ask me to, for Father's Day, I have to really think of something I really want because I'm a highly blessed person, you know, because I try to stay on that path, you know. And it's, there's just something about it. He brings things you enjoy, and you don't even think. He, 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 just, he loves you so much. He wants you to have more than what you need in every area. But he wants you to have the things you enjoy. I mean, down to the smallest things. If you let God do that for you, praise the Lord. Genesis 12, 1 says it like this. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And that took some faith for Abraham, I'm sure. You know, We were watching that movie. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a movie about Abraham that just came out. And it's interesting to see him tell his wife, you know, because he's the only one hearing God. At that time, people couldn't be born again. You know, the Old Testament, nobody was born again until Jesus went to the cross. So he's, God spoke to him, and he's the only one that knows. And everybody's got to trust Abraham. He's here in God, you know. But he's got to be on that pathway. And God told him to move his family out there by himself, you know, into a land that he wanted him to be, you know. And it took some faith. Aren't you glad Father Abraham had some faith? <laughs> and he does have faith. And his faith got, came through for them, and they were able to be blessed, you know, because he was one man was listening to God. You know, this is a great message for Father's Day, isn't it? You know, one man was hearing from God, amen. And people need to hear from God so they get the blessings and get the perfect gifts that they had. If my wife hadn't heard from God and been where she was supposed to be, we would have never met. Think about that today. She was obviously on that right path, and it collided with the right path that I was on, you know. But we've got to hear the the Holy Spirit and what God has to say to us. I'm going to read one more scripture here. I think I flooded you with scriptures there today. But we all want to be on that path. We're going to pray here and take some time with Pastor Prince here and pray for we're exceeding we're interceding for God's best today. 
And we're going to ask him to intercede through us what he wants to pray. Jesus literally wants to pray through you, his will, his purpose. And we're going to ask him to do that today. Luke 22, the 10th verse says it like this. He says, and he said unto them, behold, when you entered into the city, there shall a man meet you bearing a pitcher of water, fall to him into the house where he entered in. And ye shall say to the good man of the house, the master saith unto thee, where is the guest chamber? Where I shall eat the Passover with the disciples, and he shall show you the large upper room furnished, and there make ready. Notice though, he says, I want you to go meet the man with a pitcher in his hand. How many men with pitchers in their hands are waiting for you? How many men are sitting there with the blessings in their hands is waiting for you to come by? Because God prearranges. God has everything set ahead of time, you know. And there's and he has those things all along that path. How many things are set in pathways for you right now? And you have to be on that path and you may not be on it. Maybe you are on it. You know, maybe he's wanting to go. Maybe this could be a business for you. Maybe this is, could be, you know, that he's leading you to start something, a ministry or to do something different or making some changes in some areas. But who's the man, the pitcher's in hand waiting for you to make that happen for you. There's somebody there because God always prearranges. He always makes preparations ahead of time. That's how he works. He's not somebody that doesn't have a plan. <laughs> he has a masterful plan. And he, he knows exactly how to make it work for you. And he thought about it ahead of time, right? I like that. You know, he says, I know the thoughts that I think of you. He cares about your thoughts. He cares about what you're into and what you're doing right now, even when you're by yourself. And you say, well, I messed up too much, Jeremiah. You have no idea the things I've done. Well, that's okay. He still loves you. You said, Jeremiah, you don't have any idea what, you know, what challenges I'm facing. Well, it's okay. He loves you. He never quit loving you. God, he's got agape love. He never gives up on you, never caves in and quits. What did he tell that man? He said, well, how many times do I forgive somebody? He said, 70 times 70. Because he never gives up on you. He's a God of mercy. He said, his mercies are new every morning. Aren't you glad about that? And he's got some good things he has for you. And he just wants to get to you more than you can even imagine because he's a good, good God. He has those resources. He has them available. And he wants you to be impact. He wants to impact your life, you know. You say, well, all he cares about is what I do. No, he doesn't care just about what you do. He wants to enjoy your relationship together. He wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He cares about you. He created you like you are. And he wants to have fellowship with you on a daily basis. He's good. He never gives up on you. I love that about God. You know, do you remember Peter? He was on the side of the water and uh, you know, he, he probably did the worst thing you could possibly imagine, you know, denying Jesus three times, you know, and the, Jesus decides I'm going to make some, make some fish on the side of the water. Me and Michael talked about this, some long John Silver's on the side of the water, you know, and he's out there frying it up, you know, making some fish, <laughs> you know, on the side of the water. And, uh, he's, and he's, he's, he's cooking it up, probably making some coleslaw there too. And, uh, he, he wants Peter to come. Peter gets so excited, jumps out of the boat and goes over there, you know, cause he, he feels like he's failed Jesus over and over again. But notice Jesus came looking for him and some of you, you know, he's coming looking for you. He's knocking on your door. He's coming looking for you cause he loves you. And he never gives up for you on you, praise the Lord. He wants you to have a good life. And he wants you on that path that he has for you. If you'd like to rededicate your life today, we're going to pray for you today. But, you know, he, he wants you to be where he wants you to be because he has some special things in his mind for you, praise the Lord.
All right. Well, we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for them to rededicate their lives. And I, we, I wanted to pray for us to intercede a little bit for God's purpose for people's lives here. So I'm going to pray for a rededication for their lives first, okay? All right, Father, we just come before you today. And Father, if there's someone here today that's not right with you in some way, Father, Father, we just ask you to help them, Father, today as they rededicate their life to be on your path that you have for them. Father, we thank you they're doing a 360. They're changing. They're turning their back on the way that they are doing things, and they're heading down that path of blessing and good things that you have in store for them. Father, I thank you that you're leading them down a pathway where some good things are going to happen that you've been wanting to happen for a long time for some of these people. And, Father, we just thank you, Father, for that today as they rededicate to you in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Father, for it in advance. And if there's someone that doesn't know Jesus today, uh, amen, you want to know Jesus. You know, maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus or you listen to the rebroadcast of this and you don't know Jesus. Hey, you can pray this prayer with us here. Amen. You can pray out of Romans, the 10th and 9th chapter. The Bible says, if I confess Jesus as Lord and believe God's risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. So just pray this with me. Father, I just believe that you've risen Jesus from the dead. And Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus can be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, if you did that, you might as well get baptized in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. We're going to intercede today. And so you can just start praying with us. We ask the Holy Spirit right now to baptize those that are listening, that are just getting saved or rededicating their lives, and they don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We ask that your power touch them right now, right there where they're at, Father, wherever they're listening today. And we just ask that you help them to pray with us in the Holy Spirit. And we ask that you help them to be baptized with your Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Just start speaking. There it is. Just start speaking. And there's others that are praying for the purpose of God in their lives. We just keep praying the Holy Spirit. Father, we just ask that you pray through them right now for your purpose and your plan. Help them to get on that path. And we ask for it in Jesus' name. Just pray with me. He's telling me that some people may be praying when we get off of here, and he may have you pray longer. Zobrehopri, <laughs> 
I've been led that some people need to ask for an interpretation. He may tell you some things now. He may tell you some things later. You know, but you want to ask him, Father, we ask for your interpretation of those things. And there's some people that are going to pray longer. He's going to quicken you to pray longer than that. They say, well, why? Well, because you're behind on some things. <laughs> he wants you to pray for a little while longer so he can get those things out through you that you've been missing out on. Praise the Lord. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit longer because you're not doing it regularly, you know, you know, and so sometimes you may want to take a little bit longer with, you know, I remember, like I said, it took me three hours that one time. Well, you know, maybe I was behind on some things. <laughs> Amen. And he wants to pray some things out through you. And you want to get a, get something to write on or your phone or something you can type those things out as he interprets those things for you, you know, so that you know and you don't forget what he's talking to you about. It honors him, you know. It, you know, me and Michael were talking about the other day how, you know, writing down notes. He was talking about some a friend of his, how he wanted to write down notes of when he was ministering, you know. But it, it's that's a person that cares about what God's saying to him, you know. And you don't want to forget the, the things he says to you. You want to value and honor what he says to you, praise the Lord. Amen. Is Brother Michael still on here? He may have clicked off. I don't know. Is he still? He's not on here with us. Okay. Well, well, I'm going to pass the service back over to you, Pastor Prince. I've enjoyed being with you here. I'll stay as long as you'd like. We love you, brother. If you'd like to contact us for a prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.